Hello, welcome to the Fat Fitness Podcast with me, Paul. Um, no, Jonna, again, he did tell me he's coming back. Um, I don't think he is, but he did tell me he's coming back. But I'll try and entice him with using Odin as bait, because I usually do that with most people anyway. Um, and so if he comes back. Today, we're going to be talking about how to bulletproof your mindset, how to make saying no a power and building your boundaries, making sure that you're giving yourself the best possible opportunity to live the best values and the best life you can without pissing people off and without pissing yourself off or the future you, you off, if that makes sense. So I would call this the John Wick mindset. And the John Wick mindset is, for, for those people who've obviously seen, seen John Wick, um, it's basically he's a killer who is very efficient at it, apparently. You don't, you don't mess with John Wick. And obviously, we need to bulletproof our mindset to fat loss, to muscle gain, to going to the gym, to keeping our habits. When the more and more we go through life, the more distractions we're going to get. Um, it's very easy because marketing's everywhere. You can be walking down the street and you'll get targeted with ads from bakeries and mcdonald's and all these other a plethora of places that you definitely should not be eating at or you'll be watching tv and you'll be watching i don't know the cricket the cricket world cups on and i don't know there'll be something i've not actually watched that much of it so i don't really know what adverts are on but there'll be kfc in the background or if you look at the hundred that's been on every single team is sponsored by a different crisp for some reason don't know why but You've got hula hoops on there, you've got quavers, you've got uh bears, I think. It's crazy because marketing's everywhere. And all it takes is one the smallest little bit of information to get into your brain. And then suddenly, bang, we are looking for that dopamine release from that cue. Our body's really smart and it kind of releases the dopamine before we even get it. But that's a different story. So what we want to be doing is we want to be staying away from those bad decisions, those negative decisions that almost prevent us from getting to our goals. And there is a way to do this. And the first thing we need to do is we need to sort of come away from that uh, dichotomous. It's the first time I've ever said that right first time. Huh. I'm real proud of myself. A dichotomous um, relationship with food it being good or bad and a dichotomous relationship with everything else that we do that you can perceive as good or bad. If you make a positive decision, the next decision is likely to be positive. And if you, if you start at zero, for example, and every positive decision you make adds one, all you're trying to do at the end of the day is being a positive. That will make your, your day a positive day. It's neither good nor bad. But if you every bad decision you make, you get minus one. So you're trying to stay out of that sort of level of zero or lower. You want a positive day. You want positive things to come out of it. And this also doesn't mean that your overall day and every decision you've made in that day is shit or bad or negative. It just means that there's been more negatives than positive in that day. And over time, you're just trying to increase the amount of positives. 
you might get a one one day, you might get a five the next day, you might get a 25 the next day, because the amount of decisions you make during the day are ridiculous. It's like 10,000, I think. But the ones that you will actually be conscious of won't be anywhere close to that. What you've got to understand is that if you see it only being good or bad, the first decision is literally going to make or break your day. And that first decision is, I don't know, waking up, snoozing your alarm, perhaps, making your bed, what clothes you what clothes you put on. And this is where like some something like decision fatigue does impact you because you're increasing the amount of decisions. So you've got more opportunity to make negative ones. And if you've, you're faced with a decision that's got five, six, seven different outcomes, you're likely to just do none of them. And that is a negative decision in itself. Every positive decision will le probably lead to another positive decision. So um, I don't know if everybody's seen the, there was a admiral at a university graduation in America somewhere. And he was doing a, uh, like a valedictorian speech or a guest speaker or whatever. And one of his, one of his main things was when you wake up, you make the bed because you're, you're already at a plus one there. You've made the bed. That's a positive decision. You're also setting yourself up for when you come to bed. And you're like, oh, well, you don't have to set up the bed before you get into bed. It's just, you, know, you should get into bed. And you can do that with your office and things like that. But it was a great speech. And just that one thing always resonated with me, that if you wake up and make your bed and then go brush your teeth and then make, make your breakfast, have your supplements, have a pint of water, go for a walk, take the dog out, etc. All these things make positive decisions and you're already five, six, seven up and you're more likely to make positive decisions to the back of that. And that's how we can bulletproof your mindset because you're going into decisions later on in the day that are actually a lot more important than making your bed or if you're having a decaf or a caffeinated coffee or if you can have tea or coffee or if you can have milk, semi-skin, whatever. There's going to be things in that day that are going to be a lot more important than you just deciding if you're having coffee. Or making your bed but if you're already pushing that positive positivity you're more likely to make that positive choice simple then we come away from our own mindset and when we introduce someone else into it and how we can actually sort of put our boundaries in place when people say boundaries it's like oh i have poor boundaries i have the worst boundaries with odin my dog can literally do whatever he wants. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna shout at him. I'm literally gonna hug him. He can be licking his balls and then lick me. And I'm like, ah, that's fine. No issues with that. I, I do. I don't. I'm not gonna stop him doing it because I want that attention off him because he's not gonna be here for the rest of, for the rest of my life. But I'm gonna be there for his life, and that's what counts. So when we look at our boundaries with people. We need to make sure that we're saying no to protect ourselves and that we're actually aligning ourselves with our values when it comes to our boundaries. So if your boundaries are that you want to lose weight and get fit and become more athletic, uh, you want to go, go for runs, then your priorities have to switch. If someone says to you, oh, uh, do you want to go for a meal on Wednesday night, but Wednesday night you've allocated a run, 
your boundaries need to be like, actually, no, I can't, I'm going for a run. All right. But what they say after you say no is on them. It's not on you. If they say, oh, yeah, that's real boring. Tell them to fuck right off. If anybody comes to you and questions why you're not doing something, tell them to fuck off. They, they aren't a person you want in your life. Simple. All right. Sounds harsh. It's really not. I'm very rarely wrong about people when I do, when I first meet them and the amount of people that I've kind of just stepped away from in life who never contact me again. It's, yeah, phones work both ways, remember? Anyway, what happens is when you say yes to that is when it comes to actually doing it, you're like, oh, fuck's sake, I need to go for a run. You become frustrate, frustrated with the obligation you gave to yourself three, four days ago because you thought future, future Paul was going to be fine with it. Well, future Paul, like, he's grumpy. Future Paul is not looking forward to that meal. He wants to go for his run or to the gym or cricket or whatever. There's lots of things that Paul wants to do that isn't going for that meal. And the obligation frustrates you, which puts you into making more negative decisions throughout the day. And it has a massive impact on what you do. And yes, oh yeah, oh, well, you've still got to live. And yet, yes, you do. But saying no more often makes those yeses more pleasurable. All right, I'm going to say that again. Saying no more often makes those yeses more pleasurable. If you, going a little bit off tangent, if you order a pizza once every eight weeks versus every week, that one pizza every eight weeks will taste so much better than that one every week because your body isn't used to it. Your taste buds have sort of resynthesized themselves or been broken down and yeah, 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 yeah. The whole taste bud thing. It's the same with everything you do. If you, the more seldomly you do it, the more enjoyable it is. Unless it's something that you're hyper-focused on. Like cricket, for me, for example. If you're not doing something wrong, time it's more pleasurable doing. So you've got to say no more often to be able to allocate that yes to something that you actually want to do. And while we're going through life pleasuring people, like while we're playing up to people being like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to like say yes to everybody because I want people to validate me. I want people to be like, oh yes, this is amazing. You're so good. Oh. And then when you say no, people are like, what the fuck? And then people start taking the piss anyway because you say yes all the time. Like, ah, yeah, they'll say, yeah, they're fine. I will just rely on them and say yes all the time. Whereas really, if you've got a nice group of friends and a nice positive circle around you, those yeses are great, but you also see those yeses as, all right, well, they said yes, and I really appreciate that. And you don't say yes, so that, or you don't do something for people to get something back. But I would always say yes to people and be like, actually, I know they would do it for me if I was in that situation. And when you say no, there are levels to it. I remember someone asked me when I first started at cricket club, someone asked me if I wanted to go to Headingley for the cricket. And I was like, no, thank you. But I said it in a manner that I would always say it but I'm quite an abrupt person. So they were sort of almost taken aback by it and like, oh, all right, fair enough. Whereas they probably might have said, oh, no, actually, yeah, and really stumbled over it. Whereas like for me, I was like, I just don't want to do that. That's not something I want to do, so I'm not going to say I'm going to do it. And 
You don't always get it right, trust me. But if you say it abruptly, you can also be like, you're, you can burn bridges with it. So you've got to be very careful about who you say it to as well, because likelihood is that you probably have to see these people again and do things with them and you know, talk to them. So if I said, if I piss someone off at cricket or my family, I'm probably going to have to see them at some point. I mean, so it's a bit awkward sometimes for them, but it is what it is. But saying no allows you to appreciate the yeses. And people would also be like, ah, yeah, Paul, like, Paul's coming to the, fucking, not Paul's coming. So it allows you to sort of show how much the person that you're doing it for or whatever that yes might be. It allows you to show the appreciation that you're actually going and the value that you see in that yes. Okay. There are a couple of methods that you can use to make sure that you make the right decision as well. So uh, Tim Harford, um, he was a British philosopher, writer, something along those lines. Got Tim. You can easily Google him. So it, he basically says that when you ask the question, before you say yes or no, say to yourself, if you had to do this today, would you agree to it? If the answer is yes, then yes, you say yes. Because likelihood is in three, four, five, six days, weeks, months, you're likely to say yes. If the answer to that question was no, then you just say no. Simple. Don't be a dick about saying no, but just say no. No, thank you. Easy. If they start questioning that, that's when you're like, nah, I'm all right, thank you, just leave. What you've got to understand that is if you say yes to something that's a week in a week's time, and you only say yes because you're like, ah, yeah, I probably want to do it. I don't really want to do it now, but I probably want to do it later. It's going to be a today problem at some point. Like, are you putting it off because you don't want to do it now and you think in the future you'd want to do it? Because I've done that so much, so often and no point have I ever come to that and be like, oh, yeah, I am so glad I put I said yes to this. Usually I'm just like, fuck me, I can't be asked. And I reckon if you think back, there's be so many times that you've done something like, actually, yeah, I really do want to do this. But here we are. I speak to a lot of people and that crops up quite a lot. But you're not going to be able to ask yourself that decision, that, that sort of um, yes or no decision every time. So you are going to fuck up. You are going to make bad decisions. You are going to make good decisions. You can make really good decisions and really bad decisions. It's all about balance. It's all about making sure that the decisions are going to align you into the way you're going. All you're looking for on that graph is to be above zero. Because if you're above zero, that means things are going up. Things are going to be positive. Sometimes they'll go down. Sometimes they'll go up. But it's about that net profit with it. There is another one. So Derek Shivers, who again, is probably British. I don't actually know where he's from. I don't know where I got this from. Um, I got the quote from Atomic Habits, actually. But I can't remember seeing where this guy was from. Anyway, so basically, if, you, if someone asks you to do something and it's a hell yeah, then do it. If you don't get excited about it, just say no. Because likelihood you're not going to be excited about it in a week's time. Like, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'll say yeah now. Uh, because it's in six weeks, I don't have to get excited about it now. I'm a bit overwhelmed. I'm moving house. Uh, my girlfriend's pregnant, whatever. Whatever that excuse might be that it's not a yes now, 
but it might be in six weeks' time. Just say no. Because chances are it's not going to be. If you're not getting excited about it now, you're not going to be doing it. You don't want to do it. You won't come to it in six weeks' time. So, oh, yeah. Especially if it costs you money as well. Like, how many times have you gone on an event? Like, oh, yeah, this is costing me like 400 quid and I don't really want to go. Don't want to do it. Feel shit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier to avoid something than it is to back out because you're already committed. You're going to let someone down. Whereas if you just say no, you're not letting anybody down. Like nobody gives a fuck. And if you have, if you nail this mindset, if you nail this mindset of you only put your energy into the things that your energy is going to actually validate, you make every decision a lot better. You make better decisions off the back of better decisions off the back of better decisions. And eventually you start aligning with your values. And sometimes the values will just come to you. So for me, like my values are compassion and empathy. When I coach, I didn't set out with those values. Like if you'd have met me nine years ago, I was a prick. And I've got people that will attest to that. But over time, like seeing the people that I see, working with the people I do, coaching how I do and just learning a lot more about myself, I fell into the fact that I'm very compassionate with stuff. I'm not a shouter. I'm not going to scream in someone's face and tell them to be better. And I'm very empathetic. I didn't start like that. And you might find that doing something like this and, and sort of bulletproofing and protecting your mind and your mindset and your own values and your own objectives and goals sort of falls you into identifying as something like being more athletic or a runner or a swimmer or someone who doesn't do something if they don't want to. And that is something you see so often is people being like, I don't want to be here. Just because they don't want to let someone down because they said yes previously or they're scared of missing out. FOMO, which is like a big thing now, especially with internet, like social media. So that's how we can bulletproof our mindset. It's learning to say no a lot more and seeing it as a power rather than seeing it as a I'm missing out and saying yes to things when they're there for us and where we actually want to do it. Like be excited about saying yes rather than being like, ah, oh, I'll say no because meh. Just say no, thank you. Move on. And what you'll find is when you when you apply this, you'll start cultivating your circle. You'll you the plethora of friends that you think you have will be a lot shorter because people will stop asking you to do stuff. It's like my mates still ask me to do stuff no matter how many times I say no. I don't even I don't use I've got no excuses to say no. I just say no because I don't want to. And you saying no because you don't want to is a perfectly valid reason to not do it. So protect yourself and practice it. If you've got any questions, just reach out. Um, slim, not a slimming world club, or no, it's not not a slimming club club. Does start in three weeks, so you can jump on the waiting list at the minute. If you go into my link on my bio on Instagram, and hopefully I'll see you all there. Thank you. <laughs>